Welcome to The Ugly Game, a brand new football podcast covering the dark side of the world's most popular sport. From ritualistic killings committed by popular local players to highly publicized instances of murder and betrayal, we'll visit all four corners of the globe to explore soccer's seedy underbelly. Today, we find ourselves in Ghana, the second most populated country in West Africa with over 31 million inhabitants. As a developing nation with a diverse population, as well as varied linguistic and religious groups, Ghana is best known for lush forests, incredible wildlife, and picturesque beaches. With the country also recognized for its rich history and culture, visitors can expect a warm welcome from locals, with Ghanaians well known for their generosity and kindness. Football is by far the nation's most popular sport, and the men's national team have had considerable success in tournaments, both historically and recently. Prominent players over the years have included former Portsmouth and AC Milan midfielder Sully Mantari and versatile Juventus defender Quadjo Asamoah. The team has won the Africa Cup of Nations four times while the 2010 World Cup in South Africa saw Ghana become only the third African team to reach the World Cup quarterfinals. The infamous Luis Suarez handball incident is all that stopped them from becoming the first ever African team to reach a World Cup Final Four. Well, you could not have a more dramatic finish to a World Cup match than this one. Asamwa Jian has the opportunity to send Ghana into the semi-finals of the World Cup. And he hits the bar! Born on the 21st of July, 1996, Richard Apaya was a semi-professional Division II footballer, working in the day as a surveyor and architect. Alongside his career, Richard was a well-liked radio sports commentator working for prominent radio stations around the city. As a result, he became somewhat of a local celebrity. Despite his fame within the area, according to many residents in the neighborhood, he was quiet and reserved. Nonetheless, Richard was a talented athlete whose footballing career began when he was discovered by scouts at Abbasim Roman Park in 2013. He was quickly signed to a contract with Ghana Division II side Kumapim FC after impressing during pre-season. Balancing training with teammates and preparing for matches alongside a full-time job, Richard remained at Kumapim for eight years, although the chairman of the club has since confirmed in interviews that the player had not been attending training regularly and concern was mounting. The footballer was based in Alaska a small suburb within the town of Abbasim. Though this quaint area was perhaps best known within the region for housing several educational institutions, the town had a dark past stretching back to the 1980s, a past which included witchcraft and black magic rituals, which would hauntingly come to prominence in the modern day. Following a nightmarish discovery, the tale began to unravel on August 20th, 2021, coinciding with the disappearance of Richard's stepbrother, 13-year-old Louis. Although they did not share the same mother, 
Richard and Louis were related through their father, 56-year-old Thomas. It is he who first raised the alarm of his youngest boy's disappearance. Uh, I heard the news from my news editor at night, around 8.30, that uh, a footballer, a 28-year-old footballer, Richard Apia, has allegedly um, murdered two people. Thomas reported to the regional police that Richard had come to take Louis out to play football around 5.30 p.m. on that fateful evening. And although Thomas somewhat trusted Richard to act responsibly, at around 10 p.m., Louis had still not returned home. Accompanied by his four younger children, including young Louis's twin, he contacted the police, who brought Richard to the nearby station for routine questioning. By 11.30 p.m., worry was growing locally. And through word of mouth, it was discovered that one of Louis's friends had disclosed some information to his parents. The missing boy was last seen in the company of Richard, heading towards the footballer's home. When confronted with this information at the station, he repeatedly denied any knowledge of seeing Louis that night, claiming that the youngster had been left with friends instead. The officers wouldn't believe him. His behavior was increasingly strange and erratic. With suspicion mounting, police officers proceeded to the footballer's house, alongside Thomas and with Richard following closely behind. Despite the unclean state of the home's interior, everything seemed to be normal. Everything, that is, aside from a locked door at the back of the house. After a brief interrogation, Richard explained that the keys to the room had gone missing and that he hadn't accessed this area for some time. His noticeably panicked state told the gathering locals otherwise. Following repeated attempts by concerned neighbors to bash the door down, the group retreated outside to try and find another way of accessing this mysterious room they decided that the only way forward was to gain access via a window. Richard's father had grown increasingly agitated at this point and managed to tear the netting of the outside window so they could gain access to the dark, damp space. His home was pitch black, only illuminated by the pale moonlight. Therefore, it was decided that the group would throw a flashlight into the small room to improve visibility. Staring into the claustrophobic space, everyone's gaze was immediately set on a limp figure towards the back of the interior, resembling the carcass of an animal or the remains of a domestic pet which had met a grisly end. There were no doubts about the identity of Richard's unfortunate victim. With freshly pooled blood visible below the still body, the remains of young Louis were positioned headless and motionless in the middle of the room. A gathering crowd soon turned against Richard, shoving him to the floor, delivering an array of punches and kicks. The young boy's father had realized the fate of one son at the hands of another. Angry locals gave the accused murderer a beating before he was handed over to the local Abbasine police, 
and investigators were drafted in to examine the rest of his premises. Let's now go to the Bono region where fear and anxiety has gripped residents of Abesim near Sunyain following the gruesome murder of three children. When investigating the home, detectives were drawn to the fridge in which they found a large polythene bag. Upon opening the bag in question, they were horrified to discover the remains of another missing boy, 15-year-old Sa Pong. Sa Pong was the son of a local politician who was unfortunate enough to identify his child at the scene. Ultimately, pieces of meat and body parts, including heads and limbs suspected to belong to a different individual, were found in a separate double-door fridge and sack. Disturbing details were revealed in the aftermath of these discoveries, with several locals coming forward, telling strange stories of Richard's actions in the months leading up to the bodies being found. Shortly before his crimes were discovered, Richard had allegedly experienced a psychotic episode. This resulted in the footballer forcing his father out of his own home and threatening him with a cutlass before burning his belongings in a fit of rage. Some would argue that Richard was in no sane state during this period, and it was inevitable that he would soon escalate such behaviors. Matters are complicated further by claims from a local man named Nyame. Employed by Richard's mother on a farm she owned, this is exactly how Nyame knew of the accused footballer. Recounting a suspicious incident, Nyame explained to local reporters how Richard had initially advised him against visiting certain areas of their farmland, which was covered in thick foliage. It was claimed that a large animal was rotting there due to the strong, unpleasant smell. Though the farmhand soon handed in his resignation, reluctant to continue working for the family and perturbed by the afternoon's events. Following these revelations, police decided to investigate the family farm in question, where body parts and intestines were eventually recovered from the area, found to belong to two murder victims. This was alongside a pair of cutlasses, believed to be Richard's murder weapons, and the articles he had threatened his father with previously. Police interviews with Richard following his arrest were just as grotesque and revealing with the murderer admitting to starting his spree by killing local dogs and quickly moving on to young boys. He also claimed to have eaten parts of the animals he'd killed, painting a picture of an even more crazed and depraved individual. The Abesim Alaska murder has triggered renewed fear and anxiety amongst people whose loved ones have gone missing in the town. One of them is Kweku Nyameche, a carpenter whose shop sits a few meters from the crime scene. His teenage son, Kinsley Boachidankwa, has been missing for a month. Perhaps most sinister are the paper receipts, which were found in a room of Richard's house alongside bundles of cash speculated to be money that Richard received from selling the body parts of his victims. Substantial rumors and stories claimed that prominent local politicians and pastors were known to drive through Richard's premises at night, 
with the intention of purchasing human parts for ritual purposes. These claims were strenuously denied by the local churches, and although the rumors remain unfounded, past instances of black magic being practiced in Abbasim suggests that there may be some truth to these terrifying tales. The ongoing trial has unfortunately witnessed several adjournments due to the magistrate, a delay which has left the victim's parents understandably unhappy. During a hearing in April 2022, Richard began making strange statements in court, asking for permission to go and train to continue his sporting career. He chillingly also offered to coach children on the very same playing field that he had regularly visited with Louis. The former footballer even made the bizarre claim that he should be released immediately to join the Ghana squad in Qatar for the World Cup in November. With the trial adjourned repeatedly, a final sentencing decision is still yet to be made in the eyes of the law. Most recently, Richard has been referred for an extensive psychiatric evaluation by the district court, and this should go some way towards determining his fate. Considering the evidence stacked against the accused serial killer, and with grisly details still to be revealed, Richard's freedom is unlikely. The murderous footballer, who once lit up local radio waves and pitches, will be kept far away from the town where he caused such terror, though his twisted legacy is sure to haunt the community for years to come. If you want to hear more tales of footballers and their crimes, subscribe or follow us on your podcast platform of choice. And be sure to check out our previous episodes. Goodbye for now.